0: Off of I know words, I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction podcast where I am your host and fearless leader, Johnny Profita, the voice and soul of so-called fiction. And it's been a while since our last little chat. I took Friday off from the podcast just because I I was super busy with stuff. I've been just kind of burning the candle at both ends here, trying to get stuff together for the uh, Sayulita Super Spreader event, which tickets are on sale. And a lot of you guys need to go to the Sayulita Super Spreader event landing page and buy your tickets before it's too late the landing page, I believe, is sayulitasuperspreader.eventsmart.com. That should take you right there. You can buy, there. I, I posted some new info there to sort of help you guys navigate through the, the waters of Mexico and, like, finding a place and what to do when you get to the airport and things like that. So hopefully there's some more info on there for you guys to help you plan your trips. But go buy your tickets because we're uh, – we're less than three months out now, so don't drag your feet on this. Buy your tickets so that you um, you, you basically force yourself to take care of the rest of the, the travel arrangements, and you got something to look forward to come December when it's freezing cold in most of those parts of the U.S. where our listeners are, and it's perfect weather down here in Mexico. It's going to be a, a ton of fun. We're going to have a great group there, just from the, the people that I know that are coming as of right now, and the special guests, which I'm going to go way out on a limb and guarantee that Mark claire of the Lions of Liberty will be there. He is, I believe, arriving in Mexico in about a week or so. So he's going to be hanging out in Mexico City. I think I'm allowed to tell everybody that. If not, I don't know. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> but if he's in Mexico, he's coming to the Sayulita Super Spreader event, which is going to be... Just wonderful because I, I, I'd i love to have him do some some live interviews and things like that with, with some of our other special guests. So add one more superstar to our already star-studded lineup of special guests. Combine that with the area of Mexico we're going to be in. It's going to make a perfect vacation for a lot of you guys. And a much-needed one, I'm sure. We've all been... Well not all of us, but a lot of you have been locked down and, and stressed out and needing to get away and you got some vacation time that you could use. No no better time than uh, to use it for the Say Super Spreader event come December tenth through the twelfth. Yeah, I almost switched up the whole the whole um schedule this week. I was since I didn't do an episode Friday, I was thinking about doing one Sunday and then maybe doing one Wednesday or something like that. Because come this Friday, I don't think I'll be doing another episode because I've got some celebrating to do. This is my thirty-seventh birthday on Friday. So I've got some celebrating to do and I don't I don't think I'm gonna want to work on uh, on my birthday too much but i i don't do the whole birthday week thing that all these chicks are into uh, that's just i mean you get one day that's that's plenty like get over yourself <laughs> if you're gonna do a week you might as like where does it stop right you got a birthday week and then it's what two weeks before your birthday A birthday month there's people that do the half birthday thing and then it's just a year like every year you're just celebrating yourself all year long until your your next to, i don't know none of it makes any sense so you get one day And I'm going to take that date and uh, have a pretty good time with it. So if you guys want to get me something for my birthday, the best gift you could give me is to buy your ticket to the Sayulita Super Spreader event. And it's great. You know, who doesn't love to give somebody a gift when it's actually a gift for yourself, right? I used to always get my mom, like, cookbooks and things for Christmas. (laughs) And, uh, you know, she likes to cook. But in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, it'd be nice if she'd make the recipe that's on page 85 of this cookbook or whatever. So it's sort of like a win-win. You guys get to come to a sick libertarian event, some fun in the sun down here in Mexico, and I get to feel all warm and fuzzy inside every time somebody buys a, a ticket. So that would be the best thing. The other thing you could do is check out the um, the merchandise page that I've, I've been working on over the last couple of weeks. I've, I've put some more designs up in there. A lot of, uh, <laughs> I've been having some fun with some of just like my favorite libertarian memes that that I've been uh, playing around with on there. I think they'd be cool on mugs. So, I mean, you can put them on anything but some of them look kind of stupid when you put them on a t-shirt or something like that most of them are designed for a mug but there's uh there's yeah some cool new logo designs up there there's some cool other shit to check out so that is t public t e e like t shirt t public.com i think if you just do a search for peddling fiction on there you, you you should be able to find my designs but i'll link to it again in the description like i've been doing go buy some merch on there it's another great way to support the the show here and get yourself some cool stuff in the process. I, I really just want this show to fucking explode. That that's that's what I want for my birthday. So if you guys can help me do that in any way, shape, or form, I would be much appreciated. Share the show, follow me on Twitter, join the private Facebook group, buy your super spreader tickets, all that good shit, you know? Support our sponsors as well. And um yeah, th- that's all I want. That's all I want. I honestly I would really like to do this full time. I just it, it's just not in the cards right now. I would love to be able to put out more content for you guys and to just uh, I mean if I could do this this show 3 days a week or maybe you know maybe even a shorter thing 5 days a week, I don't know. That that is the ultimate goal that I have for this show, but I am I am miles away from hitting that goal. So up until this point, it has been a labor of love. And, and I have a couple of other projects like that that I've been working on for years that have just, they're, they're taking up a lot of my time. And I'm glad that I started them when I did because like we're seeing with all this crazy fucking COVID vaccine passport mandate shit, you never know when disaster is going to strike and and you might not have a job come Monday. You might have to uh, uh, take a stand and, and quit on principle or get fired because you're not going to uh, cave to their ridiculous demands that we'll, we'll talk a little bit about in this episode. I really do think that one of the, the smartest things that you can do, one of the best things you can do for yourself is to give yourself options. You know, it, It's crazy to me to think that the vast majority of the american people consider putting all of your eggs in one basket the safe conservative correct thing to be doing when it comes to your career and your um and your income streams and things like that you know it's if you think about it like you have a company it, it's almost as if you had a company and you had one client that your your entire business was dependent on and that's essentially what what you are like you are your own company you are selling your labor to somebody else but you're only selling it to one person to to be dependent on one income stream this day and age with all of the uncertainty we have uh, because we've allowed government to just run roughshod over the constitution the bill of rights our basic freedoms and liberties now more than ever, it, it's important to have to give yourself options to to focus on all alternative um, means of income that that you can generate from anywhere in the world that has an internet connection or something like that. I, I really do believe that it, it's a much better approach than this antiquated. You know, you work at the same company for thirty five years, you get the gold watch, and you retire, and then you get on social security. And you and you live out your golden years on the government (laughs) doll. Listen, listen, like we are, we are headed for economic catastrophe. And there's another topic that I'll try to touch on on today's show. But I did just see that almost like 125 million dollars worth of Social Security checks went out to dead recipients. And as I've talked about many times on this show before, Social Security is completely fucking bankrupt it almost always has been it's a fucking ponzi scheme and to to think that that program is going to be around the way it is around right now like they they might still have the program but you are not going to be able to live off of social your Social Security contributions 30 years from now, 40 years from now. However, you know, I have a, a pretty young audience for the most part. But unless you are a couple years away from Social Security, I would not be depending on that for anything. I mean, the just the the inflation that's coming up right now, that's staring us in the face, is going to wipe away all of those fucking fixed benefits that you're getting from social security. And one of the reasons why the government loves to tie social security benefits to their bullshit CPI numbers is because those CPI numbers are complete bullshit. They understate inflation and they have many reasons to do that as I I've, I know I've talked about on the show before as well, but it so understating CPI makes your GDP look bigger. That's one thing and then another thing is all these benefits and things that are tied to uh, uh, you know CPI adjustments inflation adjusted numbers and when they get to understate it when they're only claiming that inflation's at two percent when it's at five six percent well they're they're coming out way ahead and the way they're spending money now is just. Oh my god, this three and a half trillion dollar spending bill they're trying to get through. We're running up against the debt ceiling again, which we haven't had to deal with for I think a couple of years. They just fucking suspended it. But that's got the markets in a fucking tizzy now, at least part of the reason why. If you just look around, none of this is sustainable. None of it. Like this this is like the most disorganized, poorly managed I've ever seen it's a complete disaster a clusterfuck if you will I I mean I just I expect nothing but the worst from these idiots and what's amazing to me what I mean if you look around at all of like the biggest government programs that that they have going that they used to like you know all these third rails you're not supposed to talk about they're all just unbelievable mitigated disasters completely fucking bankrupt hemorrhaging money there's there's no fucking solution in sight nobody is taking these problems seriously at all every problem that they've attempted to solve they've made exponentially worse i mean it's laughable it's actually laughable when you sit back and look at their track record of the poverty drugs tuition costs, you know, healthcare costs, housing costs, everything. Everything they touch turns to shit. It's like the, the polar opposite, the bizarro world of Midas, right? Everything he touched turned to gold. Everything the government touched, they turned to shit. And yet, they still try to take on more. They they still have all of these, like, lofty goals that they're going to go for. And, and people keep buying into it. Like, yes, these are the guys that we should... Uh, task with this new with this new job you know biden's talking about pledging even more money so that yeah to the un coalition on uh, climate change bullshit whatever the fuck they're talking about now doesn't matter you know okay yeah give them another couple hundred billion dollars it's not going to do anything but it's like they're delusional it's almost as if they're completely delusional like you hired somebody as, as like you know to mow your lawn or something like that and they did a terrible job mowing your lawn, they fucked up your hedges, they broke your lawnmower, and, and then they, they asked you if they could clean your gutters, they break your fucking gutters off, they, you know, they fuck up your roof, and then they, they come inside the house and start messing up everything that they're doing in there, and, and then they keep talking about all these wonderful things they're going to do for you. And all along the way, we're still looking to that that institution, that company. If it's a you know a cleaning company, like you don't switch companies, you just have they just keep sending you a different lawnmower guy from the same company. You know that's basically what Republicans and Democrats are—two sides of the same coin from the same god awful fucking business of government. And you just keep like oh, just send me the you know send me back the the first guy that fucked up the lawn. And, and see if he can, you know, get my kitchen cleaned. And then when he can't do that, you take the guy that broke your gutters and, and see if he can paint the inside of your house well. And, and everything they fucking do, they just go back and forth fucking up everything they touch. And it never occurs to you. It never occurs to you that yeah, maybe maybe we should uh, look to a different solution to all these things that we need fixed. How about not the the, the people that have just destroyed everything on the fucking planet? But no no, no, we're we're going to look to them. The, the 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 same brainiacs behind the the flawless withdrawal from Afghanistan are going to solve the climate, they're going to, you know, manipulate the weather now and they're going to solve this pandemic. They're going to rid the world of viruses and tyranny and racism and all terrorism, all their shit. Oh, and and they're going to control all the money. And regulate the, the stock market and everything like that. Uh, you know, we got all this stuff in, in the stack here about the, the Federal Reserve trying to taper and everything like that. Listen, they, they can't do anything. Nothing that they say they can do, they can actually accomplish. And, you, you know, for the life of me, I just can't understand why people have... They still have faith in this institution. Now I know in in the over the last year or so, there's been a lot of disenfranchisement with government. But you know, you know when you get right down to it, people still fall into they they always fall back into their two camps, Republican or Democrat, Republican or Democrat, and and they still believe that some level of the, of this government is necessary to accomplish x y and z you know fill in the blank whatever their little pet project is and every time they fail they, they come up with some excuse you know they're, they're able to convince themselves that the reason that it failed was not some inherent flaw in government or the system it is designed like poor so poorly designed that it can't work it can't do any of the stuff that it claims to do I have another article in here, sorry, I'll, eventually I'll get to some of these articles, you know, because this past Friday was Constitution Day. Oh, this was by the guy, one of the guys at Zero Hedge, our, our crisis of faith on Constitution Day. They'll always find some something to point to, not an inherent flaw in this ideology, but, you know, some boogeyman to blame for why it failed this time and why it's going to work the next time. You know, it's not unlike all the other boogeymen that people come up with for all the problems in their life that they don't want to be held responsible for. It's always somebody else's fault, you know. It's systemic racism and white supremacy and the patriarchy and capitalism. (laughs) Like I I, I saw Nancy Pelosi worth an estimated $114 million dollars says capitalism has not served us well and needs improving, (laughs) That's uh, as this headline reads. And I will, you know, I would say that someone like Nancy Pelosi that could amass uh, $114 million, I I would say, had we had capitalism, that that would be an unmitigated disaster. Of course, that would be a failure if capitalism produced that the idea that politicians these so-called public servants who you know whose patience is wearing thin with us talk down to us demand that we do and say everything that they everything that they demand that they that you can go into government a complete fucking dimwit like Nancy Pelosi Alexandria Casio Cortez Maxine Waters like these fucking idiots just some of the dimmest bulbs i've ever encountered low iq unimpressive individuals or that guy that thought guam would tip over if we kept putting military equipment on it you know one extra one too many tanks and the, the entire island of guam was just going to tip over like like a a ship or something are either worth tens of millions of dollars now or are going to be worth tens of millions of dollars simply because they got into this game, this racket that is government. That is a failure. Now, it's not a failure of capitalism, per se, because I really don't think that we have anything resembling capitalism right now. We We have and we have had fascism here in America for a very long time. The only improving that capitalism needs is that it needs to be implemented. It needs to be embraced wholeheartedly. None of this half in, half out shit, this public private partnership, this fascism that has gotten us to the point where somebody like Nancy Pelosi can come into this thing. Or, you know, I think she might have actually had some family money or her husband's also well. I forget, you know, uh, where all her money comes from. But a lot of these politicians, they go in there. With nothing, you know, they'll they'll go in there. AOC is going to be a great example. Uh, she goes in there, uh, some two bit bartender, some two bit fucking bartender is going to go into government with nothing, right? She had nothing as a bartender, and not, and she is going to be worth millions in the years to come. And that's how all of these fucking. Scumbag politicians make out they, they're making out like bandits, they are robbing the American people blind, claiming every time they get in front of a microphone that they're doing this for public service and that they care about you and your kids and your family and all that shit and your well being. But they don't, they don't, they are out for themselves. They are, we are all self interested individuals, and it, it shouldn't be any surprise that when you let people who are all out for their own self-interest, get a hold of this theoretical government mechanism, you know, this, um, this idea of a republic with checks and balances and three branches of government keeping an eye, each keeping an eye on the other one, it should be no surprise That those in power found a way around all of the checks and balances, found a way to structure it in such a way that it favors the incumbent in every competition, found a way to funnel hundreds of billions of dollars into their own pockets, found a way to take more and more power and authority over the their supposed bosses and the American people found a way to to bastardize the whole thing, and one of the another huge failure is for us to allow them to get away with this insane notion that. This is capitalism's fault. That she. This is a a direct quote from uh, the Washington Post. Nancy Pelosi in America, capitalism is our system. It is our economic system, but it has not served our economy as well as it should. People keep talking about all these politicians, and especially on the right, which really drives me crazy. You know, because these Republicans, they're they're supposed to be the ones that are like, you know, the capitalist pigs. You know, these free market, laissez-faire capitalists, no matter what. And so they always talk, they pay lip service to capitalism, capitalism this, capitalism that, when everything that we do, everything our government has been doing by nature is not capitalism. It can't be. I mean, when you have a central bank that controls the money supply, literally can decide how much money to put into anything with the click of a button, who's the head of the head of that group of banks is appointed by the president and approved by fucking guy. I mean, this is this is insane. This is not capitalism. But the but they always talk about it like it is. And the American people, God bless them, have been brainwashed in these government schools that they believe that this is this is the capitalist system and capitalism has failed us all. And they've been conditioned to believe these everything these people say when literally everything they say is wrong or just an outright lie all of these failures that they point to all of these problems that are, they're always just symptoms of a much larger problem the problem is government the problem is this idea that Nancy Pelosi has that all of these politicians have that capitalism is this you know this thing that that serves us and we can you know fix we can build the economy you know we can get together and make the economy work for us and we can tinker with this and that and put this over here and that over here and we can build this thing to work for us which is just a ridiculous notion the the idea that you know it can be manipulated like that, that this group of wise overlords in Washington, D.C. know what's best for 320 plus million people where all of these resources need to be allocated, the price of everything, the interest rates, right? We have the Federal Reserve setting that, the price of money. They're literally setting, they're, they're fixing the price of half of every transaction and claiming that this is capitalism. It's not. It's not. And the idea that there's a group of people with enough knowledge and wisdom to know where everything needs to go, how it needs to get there, who should be doing what and when and how, it, that is insane. That that is, a, that is a fantasy. I mean, they literally talk about in some of these Fed meetings that I'm sure nobody actually uh, listens to because they're god-awful and boring – But, you know, they have these pandering politicians talking about tailoring the monetary policy of the Federal Reserve to help black people (laughs) as if as if they can, you know, tailor. They are so precise with their uh, manipulation of the monetary system that they can use their monetary policy to direct more monetary stuff towards black people or something like that. You see, the whole point of capitalism, the whole point of the free market enterprise is to allow the free flow of goods and services to allow millions of people to make decisions of, of what's in their best interest, to allocate resources most efficiently, uh, most efficiently, to solve problems not by force, not by committee, not by you know some guy on a blowhorn barking out orders at people for for somebody to recognize a problem, come up with a solution and offer it to people. And if people want that solution, they voluntarily give him something or her something to obtain it. And we use a price system to determine, you know, where goods and services are most eagerly needed, where resources are most eagerly needed, for which projects, you know. And the only thing that we know for sure is that when people like Nancy Pelosi get their fucking hands all over this system, and they try to make it work for us, they are able to make it work for them. They're certainly able to direct all of this capital and all of this wealth toward Washington, D.C. They've done an unbelievable job of that. But they can't micromanage the economy to make it more efficient and, and to serve more people, more needy people than it would do on its own if left to its own devices, just pure free market capitalism. Because we, we've seen what happens when you let politicians m- try to improve capitalism and make it serve poor people. You, you hear Bernie Sanders complain about this all the time. The rich get richer, the poor stay the same, or the poor get poorer. And all these politicians, they're hemming and hawing at how everyone's getting so, all, all these rich people aren't paying taxes and they're getting rich. And and you're you know you're Joe Sixpack, you're struggling. Well, why is that? Didn't used to be like that. Clearly it can't be the politician's fault, right? It can't be Nancy Pelosi's fault. No 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 no. It's somebody. It's something else. It's capitalism's fault, and it needs improving. Yeah. You you see, um, every time there's a financial crisis, brought about by our bad monetary policy, artificially suppressing interest rates and thereby distorting the credit markets, the debt markets, and, and diverting resources to things that they shouldn't be going towards. Every time their attempts at controlling and improving capitalism blow up in our faces, what, what do they do? They bail out all of the bad actors. They, they, they steal money from all of the poor Americans. And they bail out all of their rich banker friends on Wall Street, all the politically connected people over there, we just had the biggest transfer in wealth ever on planet Earth in the form of COVID relief. Spent something like $7 trillion last year. $7 trillion with a T. Where'd all that money go? <laughs> Who's directing where that money goes? You see, they, they these politicians steal from the American people, bail out every bank and institution that deserved to go under. Bailing out airlines, bailing out banks and huge companies left and right. And, you know, forcing small businesses to shut down for over a year, directing everybody to go spend their money at Amazon and and Walmart and things like that. And then when the rich get richer, it's capitalism's fault. (laughs) That's what capitalism is. The main tenet of capitalism is when you fail, the government bails you out to the tune of hundreds of buck and billions of dollars every time you fail. Heads I win, tails you lose. That That's capitalism, right? That's like the the, the main tenet of capitalism. This is ridiculous. It, it, it's so ridiculous that, that people still believe that we have a system resembling capitalism at all. Just because you say it's capitalism doesn't make it so. I, I sympathize with all of the don, downtrodden Americans, everyone who's frustrated in this system. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. But it's not capitalism's fault. It's our fault for allowing the government to pervert capitalism, to take a free market capitalist system, turn it into fascism, and blame capitalism for all of the socialist failures. That is is the government playbook. Take a problem that free market capitalism was solving, push capitalism out of the way, demand that government is the right solution for things. Fuck that up completely. Make the problem ten times worse. Tack on another dozen or so problems in in the act of uh, in the, in the process of trying to solve the one thing. And then when it inevitably fails, according to our standards, by their standards, of course, it's a huge success. They're all getting fucking rich off of this. Nancy Pelosi's got 114 million dollars. How much do you have? But when it fails to, to to meet the the stated goals that they tell us they're going to accomplish. Well, then it's not their fault. It's those goddamn Republicans. Or it's those goddamn Democrats. Or it's capitalism's fault. Blame capitalism for failures of socialism, and then, in the most insane fashion, prescribe more socialism as the cure for our our, our current problems. That's where we are as a society today. Is it any wonder that we can't figure out how to deal with COVID? We keep doing the same stupid shit over and over and over again and expecting a different result. We have to take back this narrative. We cannot allow them to get away with all of the bullshit that they're spewing. We, we have to find a way to reach more people with this because we are, we are headed for some really, really tough times. Really tough time like COVID lockdowns plus a fucking Great Depression on top of that. And when this whole thing comes, when this whole thing unravels and shit really hits the fan, people are going to be looking for answers, for solutions. And the beautiful thing about libertarianism, about Austrian economics, about free markets, the non aggression principle, limited to no government, individual liberty, we have the answers to solve all of these problems we just have to get people to embrace them to listen to us because when I mean look you know covid's a great example because people were were so freaked out when covid first started right and they're, they're still freaked out to this day which is just, which is crazy to me but who did who did everybody look towards to fix covid who did the vast majority of people in the world let's just focus on the u.s for starters who did everybody look to Always oh, was government it was, you know these are our saviors and dr fauci and the cdc and the world health organization that's who everybody has been conditioned to look toward for answers for solutions to solve all our problems like i always say I still have not gotten a satisfactory answer- I mean I know why. it's because there is no answer to it, but no good answer to it. But how are they doing so far? <laughs> how are they doing so far, ladies and gentlemen? Did the masks work? Did the lockdowns work? Is the vaccine working? Is anything they recommended along the way remotely in tune with the the actual data, the actual science? No, no, they've been wrong every step of the way, but we're we're starting to see, you know, a lot of a lot of this inflation that we've talked about rearing its ugly head. FedEx and UPS came out and said that they're raising their shipping rate. They're going to be raising their shipping rates on November first by around six percent, five point nine percent, or seven point nine percent, depending on the on the service. That's the the rate of increase. It's the fastest pace in nearly ten years. That, that, that's shipping costs. Now, everything you own, everything you buy, has to be shipped either on the ground or in the air or by sea. But eventually, it's going to get to a UPS or a FedEx truck for the most part. You know, even if you, you send it in the air, you send it out over the sea, you, you still got to get it from, in, you know, the, the shipyard to the actual point of sale. It means the cost of everything is going to go up. Everything that you order, everything that you buy, all of the inputs to that final product, the cost is going to start soaring. The value of the dollar is going to tank. We've already seen supply chain disruptions. Those are not going to get any better. Soaring costs, dwindling supplies, millions of people out of work, a government addicted to debt, spending trillions and trillions of dollars. It does not have. The American people don't have. When things like a a cup of coffee become... (laughs) way too expensive for for the average person to purchase on a regular basis, people are going to get very fed up, very upset. And they are going to be looking for answers. They are going to be looking for solutions to these problems. And if they look to government, like they've been doing for the last 100 fucking years at least, they're going to get more of the same terrible solutions that have gotten us to this point and if they think that if they buy into Nancy Pelosi's bullshit that capitalism is to blame for all of this well then what's the the next what's the obvious solution to that problem well if capitalism doesn't work we need to go to more socialism we need to make you know have the government do this for us and the government do that for us how's that working out for everybody how's that going to work out in a world where they can deny you those things if you don't get the vaccine that they want you to get or you don't do whatever demand that they have of you, they can start taking away your basic freedoms. Speaking of coffee, I have an article here that a cup of joe is about to get a whole lot more expensive. Robusta coffee prices continued to soar to record highs this week as concerns deepen over the outlook from Brazil's uh, from Brazil, which is the world's top producer of coffee beans. These are, the, the Robusta coffee beans are the cheaper ones that they use for instant coffee and shit that I, and the, you know, Nescafe brands that I don't drink. But those are sold out in Brazil and there is a drought that ruined a, a a drought and then a frost that ruined a lot of the higher end crops that places like Starbucks use, local roasters use, you know, for their fancy coffees. Spot prices for Brazil Robusta Espiritu Santo have nearly doubled this year. So as your local Starbucks cup of coffee continues to rise in price due to the inflation that your government is creating, and any freak, you know, accidents that nature accidents that might destroy the crop in Brazil or something like that, you can head on over to Lorenzotti Coffee. That's L-O-R E is in Edward, N is in Nancy, Z is in zebra, O-T-T-I dot coffee. Use my promo code Fiction, and I can help you circumvent some of these uh, inflation pressures on your coffee because they use Italian beans over there. There's premium Italian coffee delivered right to your door. In theory, they'd at least be unaffected by Brazil's um, crop problems, but they won't be unaffected by the inflation in the U.S. However, I can get you 10% off your order if you use my promo code FICTION at checkout. That's coffee promo code fiction. They are our oldest and dearest sponsor you should support these guys. you should stock up on coffee. The prices are not going to be going down anytime soon and you can freeze it you know get a bag of get a, a huge thing of the the the, uh, the whole beans throw them in your freezer. It's an easy way to protect yourself from some of these inflationary pressures that are gonna really start putting a lot of pressure on people's bottom line here and uh, draining their bank account for basic things like like coffee. You know, things that you don't think about are all of a sudden going to become a financial burden. So go to Lorenzotti.coffee, use promo code FICTION, get 10% off, support our sponsors who keep this show on the air, and get yourself some premium Italian coffee in the process. It's Lorenzotti.coffee, promo code FICTION. All right. So we are at a, a very important moment in history, I think. I've I've never seen a moment like this in my 37 years now. Or come Friday, 37 years. But even just being a student of history, you know, you recognize these trends, and you can kind of see where things are going. And if there was a checklist of things for a government to do when it's in the last throes of the empire, right before collapse, we have, we have checked off every single one of those boxes. And if there was another checklist for the dumbest fucking things a government could do, check those boxes off as well. And if there's a checklist of, of boxes for you know steps that you need to do before your government goes full blown totalitarian on your ass, we are getting dangerously close to the end of that list as well. The the writing is on the wall here, folks, and you, you can look around at other... I mean, look at Australia, for fuck's sake. That is a literal prison, which is ironic, because it's, <laughs> it's it's where they used to ship all the fucking prisoners, too. They, they are fighting for their fucking lives out there right now. They are not allowed to leave the country. You are not allowed to leave your fucking house for more than two hours. That's If you get vaccinated, I think you get the second hour. The first hour is for all those unvaccinated folk that are ruining it for everybody else. But even if you want to try to leave the country, you have to apply. You have to ask your government for permission to leave Australia. You think they're going to let you leave? You think they're going to let their fucking cash cows out of there? There there are some really disturbing videos coming out of there. And God bless these people that are finally trying to fight back. 20,000 people shut down the Melbourne Highway in a massive lockdown protest. Now, they're trying to disrupt, you know, everyday life to make it really miserable for all, you know, cause create chaos and stuff for all these politicians. They are, it, it's getting violent over there. And I bet you, dollars to donuts, that all of these fucking Australians really wish they still had their firearms. They didn't have that uh, so-called assault weapons ban and really strict gun control laws right about now. Because they're getting uh, a really big dose of government right upside the head right about now. And, and you know, the, the, the same type of stuff not to that extent is happening to uh, with our neighbors to the north. It, 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 it's like the, the entire fucking world just went crazy totalitarian all at once. Everybody lost their mind. Nobody is thinking clearly. Cuba is becoming the first country to mass vaccinate children as young as two years old. Two-year-old children. Are, are now being vaccinated in Cuba. Th- this is the next push here in America is to move that threshold down from, was it 12 and up now? They, they're going to get down to infants. That That's their goal. Now, now, I'm sorry. That is fucking ridiculous. Of all the ridiculous COVID policy attempts, vaccinating three-year-olds, three- to five-year-olds... For COVID, it really takes the cake. I mean, this is sick stuff that we're talking about here. And if you honestly believe that your children are at risk of complications from COVID, you you are you're delusional. I, I don't know what to tell you. There, you know, for all the the follow the science and all you know, all these anti vaxxers or science deniers, there is no science, none. That points to children being at risk for COVID-19. Zero. Zilch. Which is also the death rate among children. It's zero. It is 0.000 something percent. Children are not at risk for this. And yet the government's solution to this non-problem is to forcefully inject them with with more of these treatments. And then get on Twitter and complain about record pharmaceutical uh, profits. God. Damn, Bernie fucking Sanders, man. He's driving me nuts. He's driving me nuts. He keeps complaining about big pharma profits and how unaffordable all these drugs are. Hey, I have an idea. How about not mandating that 320 million people have to get jabbed two to three times minimum with their pharmaceutical product? How about that? And I, I jokingly gave him too much credit for this one, but maybe this is his diabolical plan to bring the cost of all these other drugs down, right? Because if we mandate the vaccine and the government's paying the tab for that, well, these pharmaceutical companies are going to be making money hand over fist. And they're going to be making so, much, so many profits from that fucking racket that they can bring the price down of your insulin and other stuff that they've been selling you. But of course, that's not actually the plan. No, no, no. The, the, the plan is to sell you this vaccine and also sell you all the other fucking drugs that solve the complications that may arise from the vaccine. Pretty hard to make money off of natural immunity, isn't it? Pretty hard to make money off of eating right and exercising. And it's pretty hard to control a person, if you're the government, who is healthy, who is in shape, who controls the sources of their income, who isn't dependent on you for your, their next meal or whether or not their business stays open or their next paycheck is it any wonder that their prescription that the government solution to all of these problems is the very is always the very thing that's going to keep you shackled that's going to keep you dumb, fat and dependent why do you think they want to get you into schools pre preschool now they want to keep you there as long as possible the e- the younger you are the better the more easily you are influenced the harder it's going to be to deprogram all of these lemmings out there to not trust what the government is telling them. Their so-called solution to the dumbing down of the American population is to put them into government indoctrination centers for, for longer. You know, It's like uh, we, we keep getting dumber and dumber with each generation, even though each generation is spending more and more time in schools, in government schools. And what's their solution to that problem? A little bit, little bit longer in that government indoctrination center. That's the problem. What's the solution to to this virus that you have a 99.9% chance of surviving? If you take good care of your health, if you take good care of your body. Well, the solution, according to the government, is to sit at home on your fat ass, double fist cheeseburgers, watch Netflix, isolate yourself from loved ones, get depressed, get lonely, drink. And then of course they will chauffeur you on over to big pharma to shove a bunch of pills down your throat. Antidepressants, anti-anxiety for all the fucking fear-mongering they're doing, mRNA vaccines, so-called vaccines, for a disease that you can easily combat naturally. That you know, there's there's more and more evidence coming out that, that these vaccines are weakening people's immune systems, making it harder to fight off other things. And then, of course, there, there are some side effects to the vaccine. Oh, just take some more drugs for that. Just just take a drug. Just pop a pill. That's the answer for everything. And while they're, they've convinced you that they should be in charge of every aspect of your life, and they've gotten you to pump yourself full of all these fucking drugs, and, and you are hanging on their every word to see if you can go outside, if you can go to a restaurant or a movie or get on an airplane. You're hanging on their every word. They're getting fucking rich off of this thing. Yeah, sure, they're they're really upset about all these record breaking pharmaceutical profits. Oh yeah, boy, they're they're real upset about that. That's what they'll tell you publicly. But they'll also tell you publicly that you have to take their products. And then they're leaving Congress with $114 million in the bank. <laughs> and and they've got you convinced, they they've got the American people convinced that capitalism is the problem here. It's capitalism's fault. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I've never seen such Stockholm Syndrome in my entire life. There's like literally a government with their boot on your neck. And they've been able to convince you that it's not the boot that's on your neck that's the problem. It's all that other stuff that you can see off in the distance. It's not affecting you at all. It's those unvaccinated people over there walking around outside without their masks on, flaunting it in front of everybody. They're the reason your life sucks right now. They're the reason that everything is going wrong. Or capitalism, you know, capitalism too. You know that system that brought more wealth, more opportunity to more people than any other system devised by man? That's the problem. That's it. The, The one that pulled billions of people out of poverty just this century. That's the problem. That's the blame. That needs to be improved. Not government. There's no problems there. There's no problems with these fucking bankrupt institutions that are tens of trillions of dollars into debt, that are responsible for the most egregious human rights abuses known to man. Massive fucking slaughter campaigns overseas, stealing trillions of dollars from the American people every year. No, no, nothing to see here. It's always that thing over there, that benign thing over there, that that company that that came into existence to solve one of your problems that you go to voluntarily, that's to blame their greed is the problem. There's no greedy people in government. No no no. They're all angels over there. Just full of these benevolent dictators and angels that just care about you and the kids and their well being and your safety. <laughs> I mean good grief, man. If you think that if you think that following these government procedures for COVID-19 doing this to your kid have you seen these videos of the like this one asthmatic like three-year-old on a plane it's bawling his fucking eyes out because he can't breathe with this mask over over his face they pull her off the fucking plane The, the things that you are voluntarily doing to your kids right now are going to be so much more damaging to them in the long run than COVID could ever dream of being even if COVID was somewhat dangerous to kids, which it's not, it, it absolutely is like there, everything in life is more dangerous than COVID. If it was 100 times more dangerous to children, these crazy fucking antisocial things that you're doing to your kids is going to fuck them up for the rest of their lives. We are going to have an entire generation of, of messed up, psychologically fucked kids. We already had a bunch of psychologically fucked kids shooting up schools and stuff like that. Who knows what, what's going to happen now? Putting a mask on, s- sitting in these little fucking socially distanced circles, doing these ridiculous rituals for walking into a room and a building. You are fucking up your kids. Far worse than anything COVID could dream of doing. You're fucking up their psyche, destroying their brain. And you're taking parental advice from Joe Biden. How are, how, how, how are Joe Biden's kids doing these days? I forget. How's he doing so far? This is our moral authority on parenting. This is who claims to care about the kids. Doing an unbelievable job. Unbelievable job. About as good as he's doing with everything else. We, we've really got our work cut out for us on this one. It, it's, it, it's a narrative that we have to find a way to take back. It's one of the things I'd like to do with this show. Uh, we need to reach more people with this message. To try to counteract. The, all of the bullshit being spewed by the Nancy Pelosi's of the world. We need to correct this narrative before it's too late. Because like we saw with COVID, people are going to look toward government to solve their problems. And if we ask the government to solve one more problem for us, it's going to be the last thing that we ever ask them to do. Because that, that will be it. That will be the nail in the coffin. We, we cannot afford any more government solutions to our problems. We need to embrace the solutions that got us to be the, the richest country the world had ever seen. Not because of government, not because of re- government regulations and rules and all the, and taxes and Social Security and Medicare. And Medi- in spite of all that, in spite of all that, we were able to do that. And, and the vast majority of, of uh, poverty was destroyed before we had any of those fucking programs in place. When we embraced free markets and sound money, limited government, and individual liberty, we, we could not be more far gone. We couldn't have drifted any farther away from the, the things that made this country great than we are today. We, we have done a complete 180, and the time, it, time is up. We are out of time here. We are officially at the crossroads. We are at the point where we are contemplating forcing vaccines on children, Forcing vaccines on people to work, to go to work, to get on a plane. And I I really only see one solution to this problem, which is abolish the federal government. And and by abolish the federal government, I don't mean abolish the federal government and remain the United States. I, I mean, like, let's just abolish the federal government and start seceding. Break this motherfucker up. It is over. This this thing is done. There are enough people that do not want to live like this, that do not want this sort of government intrusion into their lives, that it's going to require more and more government force. And we're going to start to see shit like Australia trying to happen here. And the, the only solution to that problem is to is secession. I mean, the only peaceful solution in my mind, I, I don't see any other way out of it. For people that want to live like that. OK, you can do that. You can live like that. You can set up your police state and you can sit in inside of there and your fucking your double mask and face visor, or rubber gloves and and whatever else will will, um, will help alleviate your paranoid delusions. Go ahead. Go ahead. Have fun with that. I won't even tell you that you should leave and go to Australia, like we, like all of us libertarians here with Somalia. You can you can stay where you are. We're gonna secede from your government anyway. I'm gonna wrap there for today, guys. I, sorry, I, I know this was kind of a rambling episode. I'm a little all over the tin. I I don't know. Hopefully, there was some value in this one. But don't forget to buy your Super Spreader tickets. Go to SayulitaSuperSpreader.EventSmart.com. Share the show with somebody you think might enjoy it. And if you want to become a supporting listener of the show and join in on our Friday night happy hours, which we had one this past Friday. It was a lot of fun. We went, yeah, I I was on there until at least, I think, like 9:15, something like that. So almost three hours. A lot of fun. It's great to see everybody every couple of weeks. And you can become part of that if you just go to peddlingfictionpodcast.com, click on the support the show tab, and set up a recurring monthly donation. And if you guys can do all that for me, I will be back with a new episode for you, probably after my birthday, but we'll see what happens. And until then, you guys know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.